Welcome to the Business Collective Podcast with Terry Fletcher. Weekly conversations and insights on how to go from employee to consultant in any business field where your years of expertise can be showcased. Take your career to the next level, entrepreneurship. Now here's your host, nationally recognized healthcare consultant, speaker, and author, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Collective Podcast. My name is Terry Fletcher. So today, I wanted to talk about what to say to customers who ask for something for free. I mean, right now, I know that everybody's trying to get either a discount or an adjustment or actually waived fees altogether. And as an entrepreneur, especially if you're in a certain type of business, that's really tough. And so it's inevitable that you're going to get asked to give your products or services away, especially again, in these tough times. But here is how you handle it gracefully and effectively. And I really wanted to talk about that as we continue on this journey from employee to entrepreneurship. I'm sure many of you are thinking, do I even want to get this started now? And the answer is yes, because you need to have an outlet or another avenue uh, of a revenue stream. And so when you think about that, you have to look at what customers need right now. But in saying that, let's get back to the topic. And let's just say everyone is looking for some sort of deal. And it's unfortunate fact of running a small business. And you will inevitably be put in that position by some customer or prospective customer to give away your service or product for free. Now, as a CEO and a founder, and I used to be a sole proprietor, but I did incorporate my business. You also are in that particular situation. You're in the in, in the unenviable position of being the one who calls the shots. You are also the one that is most likely to have to deal with it as well. So it's great to be the one in charge, but then when something like this comes up, it's tough. It's especially tough if you have a service-based business like I do, and that we, we don't have obvious costs of goods sold or such as materials or inventory, um, even machinery or office space or anything like that. So it can be a challenge when you're trying to explain, or I should say, understand and or your, um, your customers trying to understand your value. So you can't have an, you know, and it should be free mentality, you have to really develop this skill early on to handle this mentality that you're going to hear from other people. So here's what I've learned. First of all, number one, it's never about you. If you're the one being asked to give something away, always put yourself in the position of advocating for your company and never yourself. So in other words, if you are a one or two person operation, always talk about your company as though you were representing an organization rather than your own interests. I had to learn that a long time ago, especially when I incorporated in 2000, in the year 2000. So for example, use phrases such as the company, okay, or rather than I or we. Stay away from ever putting yourself out as the product, even if you are. But for an example, never say the value of my services are. Instead, it's always the value of my company services or what we offer is. So you always want to, as far as your company, you want to make sure that you are making it about the company and not just about yourself. Otherwise you look like small potatoes. So you have to make sure that they understand that. It's about value and not cost. That's always a, a tough thing to understand. But if you always, but 
Always focus on the value being created by whatever is being asked for instead of the cost to produce it. So the cost is only relevant to owners and stakeholders, not clients. They don't care how much it costs. They just want to know what they're getting. So if you focus on costs, you can get sucked down a a rabbit hole really quickly. Now, the caveat here is that you had better be able to make good a good case for what value you are delivering. So make sure you have a solid and crisp valuation and value proposition ready of your business, ready to go if it should be asked. And what I do, because I'm a service-based business, is I have to make sure I can show a return on investment for my advice, for my counseling, for anything that I give that is to not only keep my client compliant with what the, because again, I'm in healthcare, with what the rules are, but also show them where the value added is and how they are generating revenue from it. Even if it's from not getting an audit and getting fined for something, there still has to be a good cause for and a good case for that value delivered. Don't embarrass the client. So if they're asking, okay, this is something you don't want to embarrass them. A lot of times people haven't been in uh, your position. And the last thing you want to do is to tell them how ridiculous their request is. Embarrass them and have them back away from doing business with you as a result. So try an approach that starts off with, I understand why you're asking and I respect the position you're in. Here's my position. Because now you're focusing on your relationship with that client. It's okay to give a client a break, especially in the case of long-term relationships. If you've got a solid customer that has worked with you for a while and has been dependable, it makes good business sense to make accommodations. However, even in these cases, be sure to spell out the value you are delivering. Don't dilute your value by just giving it away. So an example for me is that I have some auditing contracts with some providers that are in excess of 10, 20, even $30,000 a month. And I've noticed that invoices are starting to slow or getting a little late. So what I did is I went back on March invoices and offered good clients, long-term clients, clients I have a relationship with. I offered them a 10% discount, which saved them thousands of dollars on those invoices and called it a pandemic discount because I've built those relationships over the years. Some of those clients have been with me, you know, 10, 15 years. And I wanted to offer it before they felt like they had to ask for it because I'm sure when you pull up your bank account nowadays, or your credit cards, you're seeing them. If you need help, just ask. And by the way, they're not telling the truth. But if you offer it first, it shows that you understand their position and that you don't want to be considered a luxury item. But also you're now in control of your value. Again, you're in control of what the discount will be. Because let's face it, it's human nature. People will ask and push that envelope as far as they can. And so to make sure that your value isn't diluted, you basically can control that agenda, control the narrative on that. And then value your people. Whatever you do, don't let your people, those who have committed to you and who are loyal to your business, ever get the sense that their efforts are worth nothing by giving them away as well. So if you have people that work for you, then uh, you have and you have created something of value. That's why you're in business. Treat that value with respect, protect it, leverage it, and never ever just give it away for free. I see that happen just all too often. And when I see that happen, I, I kind of get... I get a little, not just annoyed, but I, I feel bad for that entrepreneur because they've, they're, it's almost like they feel like they have to bail themselves out and you don't have to do that. There's a conversation that's been going around actually recently between myself and my brother, and we were chatting about giving away services or not giving away services. And he's a realtor 
And he was saying that if I, you know, bought a house from him, if I moved from California to Oregon, he definitely would give me a break on his percentage. And I'm like, I wouldn't expect you to. What are you talking about? He goes, because you're family. Okay, but that's your business. That's how you make your money. I mean, I guess it would be nice to get a little bit of a discount, but I wouldn't expect it for free. And he has had other family members ask him for free services, basically sell my house, do all the work, put up all the money when it comes to marketing it. And then uh, don't charge me because you're my cousin or my brother or my uncle or whatever. And that's just wrong. You have to as a business owner, make sure that you're not devaluing yourself or your business. And especially if you are in a service based business, because that could come back to hurt you in the end, if somebody else finds out that you're devaluing your service, this comes up quite a bit in my industry in healthcare, especially right now in the times that we're in. I teach a lot of what we call webcasts and webinars. And right now there are a lot of consultants out there that are seeing their business kind of slip a little bit uh, away. And they are doing a lot of free services, offering free webinars and free CEUs for credentialed um, people. And I've actually taken some of them, you know, if they're putting them out there. But I've kind of tried to direct message them and say, hey, you might want to charge for anybody who's getting a CEU. I understand giving free information. I podcast on certain topics. That's free. And that's more, I don't want to say a teaser to get them to purchase information, but a podcast is almost your business card for business. And you give just enough that you're comfortable with. And then they need to go back and pay for what you offer. But these free services and free webinars and everything like that, as nice as it is, especially during the time of the public health emergency, people will start to expect it. And then they'll think that everything should just be handed over. So you have to continue to value who you are, the value of what you're providing. I spend hours, sometimes days and weeks on end, providing healthcare information and I have to research and then verify and then triple verify and really do my due diligence and comb through information like you wouldn't believe before I present it. Well, when you do that, you are also having trust in your audience that Terry knows what she's talking about. Well, I pride myself in that being in the industry for over 30 years. But in saying that it costs money to take the time to do that. I'm you know, I work for myself. So you have to make sure people understand that if you're an independent consultant, or you're a service based business, that your revenue comes from being able to have that time to research that information. It's the same thing with, for example, one of the things that I give a lot of advice on is coding for um, healthcare. And coding basically is a five digit code. For those who don't know what that is, um, that a um, physician or entity would submit to an insurance company to be able to get money back for their services that they provided. There's also another code for diagnoses attached to it as well. Well, to be able to support those codes, you have to know the definition, you have to know the application, you have to know how to provide that service. And there's people out there that just have this coding question, and they don't know who to go to. Well, you can come to me but you need to be part of my membership. So I actually have a service membership as well. Remember I talked last week about having a core uh, business and then what you know, and then branches of that. Well, one of the branches of my business is having a membership and you can get unlimited coding questions through email with the membership, but you can't just cold call me. 
or what happens most often is I get an email from somebody I don't know. There's no introduction. There's nothing on there saying, um, hi, Terry, I have this question. And they go into this long uh, email about this coding question. And it's going to going to take some time for me to research it, to look it up to I luckily I have my, you know, current code books, and make sure that it's accurate information. But why would I do that for somebody where there's no reciprocal monetary relationship? I mean, you have to ask yourself that. And this is this may seem a little harsh, but for those of you that really want to get to being an entrepreneur, you have to deal with these questions. When someone is asking you for information and you're a service-based business and you are the one that has that information, that information has value. And to give that information for free, you are basically saying that that information doesn't have value. So make sure that to show it has value, that you charge for it in whatever capacity, whether it be membership, whether it be an education form, whether it be however. Now somebody says, well, you give information on one of your podcasts. I do. But that podcast builds a relationship with clientele. And I have on my CodeCast podcast, I have over 135 episodes. And it's been going on for two years, almost three years, actually be three years in November. And so I've built relationships with my listeners. I've built an understanding that I know what I'm talking about, that I'm updated. And I make sure that anything that is dated information that I come back and say, okay, what I said two weeks ago has now been updated. And because of that, now they're saying, okay, we need to get more of you or more of your services. Where do we look? And I direct them to my website and information. So that's how you build not only that relationship, but that trust with somebody. And you're not giving away the store. So always refer back to when somebody wants something for free, you can give them a little and then anything beyond that little amount, then you at that point, you want to say, okay, now you need to pay for my services. So for example, today, even I got a question from uh, UCLA, and it was a medicine uh, organization from UCLA, and I would love to have them as a client since I have USC. And they just came right off and started asking me questions, didn't know who it was, had no idea, but the signature line reflected that they were uh, in the nursing department of a med- of the medicine department at USC Healthcare and University Hospital. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, this is interesting. And it was a timely question on telehealth, of course, that's all anybody wants to talk about. So I answered the question, but at the end, I said, thank you for the contact. I really appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying listening to the CodeCast podcast, only because I'm I'm assuming that's where they found me. And then I said, for further questions, I hope you join our membership. And I gave them a link that shows them a couple of things. First of all, that now they know they have information, they know what I offer. They're now comfortable with the fact that I gave her not only a reference site, a source, but attached also some uh, authoritative reference material that she could go back and take to her big operation. But I also let her know that, look, I'm happy to help you once, but after that, you've got to pay for it. And again, I'm really particular about that. And if you can dig in and really make sure that you're not devaluing your services, you will become that successful entrepreneur. It's worked for me. It's built me a reputation in the industry. And this is where I want to bring you to understand your value. Don't give away everything for free and just know what you can tease with, but then rein it back in. Okay, everybody, that's it for me. Have a great rest of your week. And thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast.
Thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website and blog at www.business-collective.com. 